shining a beacon on the bazaar. Must admit, Arky, it's quite nice being back at the court. I'm glad Ooh. you're happy, I really oh, am. Yeah. I missed you, Arky. Here's your potty. Your, your, your Cheers, potty love. Cheers, you know. Do you want another, uh, another fish finger to dip in it? Yeah, yeah. why oh, not? On, yeah. At least coming back a bit, actually. I yeah. lost a load of timber, but... That's because you wouldn't uh, cook fish fingers, do you? <laughs> 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 you scared me. mong. <laughs> Scares me, Arky. Come back if any crunchy frozen fish fingers. <laughs> Had to suck on them. Sucking tea bags and stuff like that. I couldn't get anything sorted. Absolutely pathetic. Well, we're getting fed up now, aren't we? Though, yeah, you know that's I mean? better. So here we are now. We're in the library. We've done Hawkshaw's Rant Lighthouse. Everything's sorted. The lamp's lit. It's, it's a little bit, span. Ra- yeah, bit rainy today. So yeah. It's a little bit rainy at the cove. We don't mind that, though. You know what top, I mean? Top cause, they don't yeah. mind it. We're not going to watch the news today because we know what's going on. And, yeah. uh, we're avoiding it. What we're doing is, rather than doing the news, we're going to do a little bit of casting. That's today. better. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? Because this is Kraken Cove. The podcast that shines a beacon on the bazaar. And I'm Matt. I'm a Benny. So what we're going to do is we're going to cast our light out and we're going to find different stories, new stuff, interesting things to sort of tickle your taste buds. <laughs> tantalizers. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking tantalize you, you <laughs> Get ready. Ooh, see you already. <laughs> Get ready to be tantalized. Oh, aye. And all you lot out there as well, we're gonna tantalize the fuck out of you as well. <laughs> if you like it or not. <laughs> Cast me light out now, and I will see what I can see. And what I can see... Oh, it's fucking Queen's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> it's been happening for fucking weeks. Yeah. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna comment on it. I'm yeah, not I'm not it. It's, it's not, it's not for me to say. It's for, it's, for, it's for people who are into that kind of thing. If it's your thing, fair enough, you know, crack on. Yeah. But one thing, I did. the little headline did, uh, did grab me. Yeah. This is from the, the lovely BBC. Huh. Had, I, I, have to, I have to. I feel so sorry for BBC. Business. Why? <laughs> because I've had no choice but to go. Oh, you know, that's that that their thing. I have to do it, and uh, I'm thinking, oh god, you know. And it, yeah, there's a lot of people enjoy the coverage, but a lot of people switching off in droves. Oh, you know? I don't, I don't they don't need it now, do they? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So, and this was a story that uh, the man has been charged um, with lying in state queue. Sex assaults. Wow! <laughs> sex assaults in the queue! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love all those ones where they said met in the queue, Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, about. everything that could ever happen on planet Earth, <laughs> I think, has happened in that queue. <laughs> I don't think me and the reporting of the people have died in the queue. Yeah. I don't I think know, that's what I've been birth in the queue. Uh, there must have been a birth and a death so far. Yeah. Odds on, it's got to Well, happen. they haven't reported on it, really. Yeah, you know, but, they would have done the birth, wouldn't yeah. they? But... We've had one guy trying to attack the coffin, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> queued that long to do it, you know what I mean? That's mental. And he's, well, that's it, it's set up 18 hours to stop. <laughs> How like... do you keep your rage up, you know what I mean? You've got to pace yourself. <laughs> Maybe he's had a full fat coke right at the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> Big kind of monster and that. Here we go, three deep, I'm nearly there. Come on, Lizzie. <laughs> So this is uh, the alleged victims were among thousands who have been lining the banks of the Thames to view the Queen's coffin. 
So two women were allegedly sexually uh, assaulted by Adio Adeshine, right? Oh, Which is right old Adeshine. name, isn't it? Yeah. He's, he's accused of exposing himself and pushing into mourners from behind as they waited in line in Victoria Tower oh. Gardens on Wednesday, right? And he's charged with two counts of sexual assault and breaching a sexual harm prevention order. So he's obviously he's got he's got previous yeah, he's called, yeah. right? He's only nineteen. He's gonna be a busy perv, hasn't he? So it said it, it says um the court heard the first complainant and allegedly noticed Mr. Adershine because she had not previously seen him, despite having waited in the queue with the same people for hours. So he's basically he's pushed in, right? Yeah, just to Which is the, that's, the, that's, a, <laughs> that's a hanging offence this week, apparently. <laughs> pushing in. <laughs> Get him on, along with fucking Pip Schofield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> and so she is said to have noticed him getting closer to her before feeling something touching her back oh what schlong out yeah so oh, she turned turn around and that's what it was he's prodding her <laughs> wanger right <laughs> the big mom queue they're all they're all queued up oh it's awful isn't it? Oh, poor, poor old Elizabeth you know this is what's that in my back oh it's a dick <laughs> what's face like is he looking at her like or is he just like looking around like what's happening no idea. <laughs> but the thing is it doesn't matter how big his dick is he's fucking close isn't it? <laughs> see he's looking around <laughs> I mean, that awkward, away, moment, that awkward moment. I mean, uh, it'd be great if you just reached down and grabbed it and give it a yeah. right massive snapped. twist. Yeah, snapped it in half. that, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you could though, couldn't you? you just like, well, you, take uh, your shoe off or something, hit it with your shoe. Well, the, it we should be a good yeah. one, you know what I mean? But that's that's the thing with these people, you know what I mean? It's like, well, why? you know, they, they're all there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Why does a dick have to get involved? I think it's that bit in that there's a queue, he's just a general fucking menace to society. Yeah. And he's like, oh, queue, I'll just cut fucking turn up in the middle of it somewhere yeah. and just start causing havoc. Well, I, I also think as well, somebody like that, it's, uh, just a prevention order's not good enough. Yeah. They're absolute out-and-out out wrong and Exactly. You should have one of them fucking ankle things, you know what I mean? They should be tracked for life, yeah, shouldn't they? Yeah, should be tracked for Because, I mean, good God, he's going to do something. I need, yeah. I need if, he, if he sexually assaults the Queen's queue... <laughs> <laughs> He's got no limit to the wrong, yeah. wrongness that he's capable of. You know? What will be next? Oh, we'll be breaking a bassy dog's home and bumming everything. <laughs> <laughs> all these sort of great state institutions. Yeah, that's it. Right. Just gonna go through Chelsea all. pensioners got jizzle on their face and everything. <laughs> Everything just gets oh, defiled by this one guy. Mm. So yeah, so that's the only news I'm going to do about. The yeah, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, it's yeah. enough, really, isn't it? <laughs> the only other thing I'll say, the good, good little looking, is you, you know, um, Flinch Goldfield. No, 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 sorry, no, no, just if anyone does want to have a little look into Mount, um, a Lord Louis Mountbatten. All right. And he was Prince Charles's great mentor. Right, uh, and he was actually blown up by the IRA. Oh, is it? Yeah. So have a little look into Louis Mountbatten and see what he was into. Whoa! And I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Wow! <laughs> is it absolute wronging? So IRA did a good job for them. They were like, well done, I, don't, I don't like to say. You got one right there, boys. If you did want to have a little look into something interesting, look into the wrongs of Louis Mountbatten. Oh, did he get blown up in Ortello or it's No, you were blown up on a, on a boat in a lake in Ireland, I believe. Wow. Yeah, so it was a, a spectacular hit. assassination. That's how it is. I won't go that far. <laughs> if he's a wrong one, though, imagine it like, whoa, look at him. And I've blown him up. Fucking hell. <laughs>
So we've got a little bit of a callback to the last episode now. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and this is the L8 Ghost Blimp. Never heard of any of it. This <laughs> <laughs> is last week. Uh, well, the last episode. Oh, right. uh, one the blimp. Yeah, the yeah, Luno, yeah the, the Mary yeah. Celeste of Goodyear blimps. That's the one. I'm there. Yeah, I'm he's there. there. I'm back. He's back. <laughs> he's back <laughs> in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually, if anyone, uh, what? Well, just to keep everyone up to date as well, is um, we are sort of roughly working around fortnightly at the moment, just so we can have a little bit of time to work and get things going. If we can do it weekly, the show, we're going to do it weekly, but. You know, we're going to guarantee, shall we say, yeah, at least nice. we'll be doing fortnightly, and if not more. So we'll we'll yeah, just do yeah. our best. But you know, keep on listening, keep on trucking, <laughs> and uh, we'll 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 try and get you some quality content as yeah, much as possible. Baby. That's where we'll do it. So what what just to sort of refresh is in the last episode we're talking about how a, a, a an airship was sort of like almost like the Marie Celeste mm. sort of that was found off the coast of um, I can't remember, I think it's the coast of San Francisco it was so I, th- I said I'd come in with the actual shirt of the actual yeah, story yeah. Of it, there's so. a lot of questions for me. it's like how did the gate if it's flying about how did you get up there to get in it to bring it back down well what happened was so what happened is so this is the L8 airship right renamed America right and it's popularly known as the ghost blimp and it was a United States Navy L-class airship whose crew disappeared over the Pacific Ocean on the 16th of August 1942 and at 11.15am several hours after the airship lifted off from Treasure Island San Francisco in California (laughs) Treasure Island it reappeared off the shore of Ocean Beach near Fort Funston I think Funston sounds quite good as well Treasure Island to Funston So the Allied briefly made contact with the ground at Ocean Beach, causing damage to the airship, and then it drifted uh. over San Francisco and crashed on Bellevue Avenue, Daly City. No traces of its crewman, Lieutenant Ernest DeWitt Cody, and Ensign Charles Adams have ever been found. Crikey. So the, I mean, what these actual airships were like, so I'll give you a quick rundown on these. Mm-hmm. The L-Class was a series of non-rigid airships, so they call them blimps, right? Yeah, yeah. Or dirigibles, that's the other name for sort of like a, a soft airship that just blows up. Yeah, yeah. Y- your larger airships had a, a, an aluminium superstructure. Wow, and like ribs. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah, they actually had, had these sort of ribs and sort of like, a, a, like almost like a metal skeleton inside. Yeah, yeah. And um, but even to, at one point though, the Americans did actually create a solid metal airship. Wow! Yeah, they managed to make this metal airship. Shit. You know, that were amazing. Yeah. Polished, all shiny, oh, amazing. Wow. Well, is it? Ga- you got helium in that? What the hell is it? Well, in in the um, in all the Americans, when they used helium, because helium is the most uh, most of the helium in the world comes from America. Yeah. It's uh, they, you can sort of the way they understand you can actually mine helium. You can mm. you can actually create helium as well. Well, you can sort of manufacture. It's a bit of a shortage, isn't it? Moment, yeah, a massive yeah. shortage of yeah. helium, and it's needed for like things like M- I think it's MRI scanners and, and stuff like that. Oh. You know, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> it needs it needs to be filling dolphin shit balloons for lunatics <laughs> yeah. off a file to have a look at. But it's for things like like you know, like medical, certain medical, amazing med. I think it's MRI scanners and stuff yeah, need yeah. a ton of helium to operate. Oh. You know. And it, there is a shortage of it, but um, what they're thinking is there's actually one thing we'll discuss later on. There's other ways of finding helium right. and other, other places for it. But I always worry about if you sort of like strike helium, right? Yeah. In, in a helium, and it'll all just fly away. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
but that was why during the uh, work first world war when the airships were in, in mass production the uh, all the airships were actually designed to be run on helium yeah but what they realized was that they had, the most of the helium was coming from america they could not access helium so they filled it with hydrogen yeah. Which in itself, of course, is highly volatile and highly explosive. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But what they found is a lot. The hydrogen itself is a lot less sort of like prone to fire than the thought. Obviously, with the uh, with the with the uh, Hindenburg when yeah. that went up, that was another thing entirely. But what they used to do, the Americans and the British pilots, when they went to attack the um, airships, they used fire bullets. Yeah, baby. <laughs> they used incendiary uh, ammunition yeah. that was on fire when it hit the airship. Wow. But what and they couldn't understand the airships weren't just burning down. Yeah. They think it's why weren't they? And it was because they puncture them. There's so much hydrogen in the air around the airship when it was punctured. There wasn't any oxygen in it, and you need oxygen ah. and hydrogen for it to be combustible. Wow. So the hydrogen was putting out the bullets. Shit. Yeah. You have like fucking air bullets. I'm a fire bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Mix them up a bit. <laughs> well, they worked out ways of doing it eventually, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But it was like. But that were a scary day, when it first time up and they can do it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, imagine God. that. We've just been on an airship anywhere, right? Yeah. You're, you're there, being really, really careful and everything. Like, Don't smoke, Klaus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the pipe out. <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, there's these biplanes coming up with fire bullets. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, but. Um, but no, so these actual, because these are American airships, they were filled with uh, helium. Yeah, these yeah. were filled with helium. You can't set fire that, can you? You can't, no. It's, a, it's yeah. what's called a noble gas. Oh, noble. It's a, it's a noble gas. It's lighter than air, but it has very few other properties, some of them. Right, so yeah. they don't, it's not like you, they'll do this to that or anything. Yeah. It's a neutral, it creates a neutral or a... Um, is it a, like from fucking coal and oil fats you, or something? <laughs> what is it? You know what I mean? Well, do you know, I don't know how it's created. Yeah. I really don't. It's something I'll have to look into, but I don't know how it's, it's created. Weird, but it's it? just. I think it's like it's like anything. The pressures of the earth and heat and temperature cause causes some elements to occur yeah, under like, certain circumstances. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, how it's just chemical reaction. Yeah, that's a chemical reaction. So, so these these particular L class were based on the small commercial airships produced by the Goodyear Aircraft Company. So yeah. they're the people who actually first sort of like yeah, invented yeah. Goodyear. And the reason that Goodyear is so important for this is because they created the rubberized outer skins. Uh, so yeah. that's that's how the sort of you went for it. Did the Goodyear company, you know. And later, obviously, we used to advertise Goodyear tyres. Mm -hmm. And after the US uh, declared war on the Japanese in response to Pearl Harbour, the Imperial Japanese Navy sunk about half a dozen Allied ships off the West Coast over a several-month period, right? So what they used to do then, what a lot of the time, they used these craft as spotters. Ah, yeah, nice eye up. Yeah. So they'd have, so each of these uh, battleships would have maybe two or three of these blimps sometimes oh, with them. Cool. Part of their Send out the blimps. Yeah, but what they'd also use, highly effectively as well, um, submarine spotters. That's oh, what yeah. they use them for, you know what I mean? But this uh, this particular LA, it delivered B-25 modification parts to the aircraft carrier USS Hornet. Mm. So there'd be sort of like things where with the B-25 planes and things like this, they'd need like a little bit of a tweak to do different jobs sometimes. So they'd carry these little parts out to the ships, yeah, ferrying cool. things to and fro, yeah, you know. Yeah. So at 6.03 on August the 16th, the LA, having been assigned to Airship Patrol Squadron 32, lifted off from Treasure Island, San Francisco, on a coastal anti-submarine patrol. Wow. Its scheduled route would have taken the airship over the Farallon Islands, Point Reyes, and the locality of Montara, before circling back towards the Golden Gate Bridge. Inside the control car were Lieutenant Ernest DeWitt Cody, aged 27, and his co-pilot, Ensign Charles Adam, aged 35. 
it was Adam's first flight as a commissioned officer, so he'd, you know, he'd just sort of like being be yeah. promoted, you know. So the L-8 was armed with two depth charges and one thirty caliber machine gun. Oh, Pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, man. So at the time of the incident, the airship made around 1,092 previous trips without incident. God. So this was a busy boy yeah, with this airship, yeah. you know what I mean? And it had recently been inspected. Everything was fine. It was mm. a it was a practice airship. It knew what it was doing. It was a the only th- one thing about it what which was you could see as a little bit of a, 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 a red flag if you like is the fact that uh, Adams and Saint Charles Adams it was his first sort of yeah, like flight as an officer. Yeah, yeah. that's the young one though, isn't it? Not the no, old he's the old one. Thirty-five. All oh, right. Yeah, he's, yeah. But what what was happening at the time? You see, especially after Pearl Harbor, you'd have young professional officers in. But then you'll have conscript, conscripts sort of like uh, um, uh, volunteering. Yeah. So you did have like the professional officers in charge, and you did have older men then coming yeah, in yeah. and saying, "Look, you know, all this has happened. I'm going to be. I want to join the war effort, yeah, kind of thing." Yeah. So you did have that. That's why you did have older men under younger officers yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So at seven thirty-eight, the L8's crew radioed Treasure Island and reported observing an oil slick four miles off the coast of the Farallon Islands. A Liberty ship and a fishing boat in the area both witnessed L8 descending to within 30 feet of the ocean surface and circling the oil slick. It's fucking hell, 30 feet? Yeah, well, that's, that's a good well thing. Yeah, but these are super nimble. That's yeah. a great thing about airships. Are they? Yeah, super I nimble. A gust of wind and you'd be like, yeah, oh, really powerful. Yeah, they've, yeah. They've, got, they've got very, very powerful motors on board. Wow. And so they can lift and drop really, really well, really nimble. Yeah. You know, that's that's a good thing about them. May, airships are the most under sustained <laughs> things <laughs> going. They do really funny, I really. Like an airship, yeah. they look fucking sweet, don't they? Why don't we use them? At one point, I remember about 20 years ago, they were saying they're going to do super fucking blimps, you know. Oh, they're out there now, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the Zeppelin company are making airships, are they? Yeah, yeah, they're making airships, and there is a design for like a like double size super blimp, yeah. What um, they can carry is a fucking yeah. mental. That's it, it's amazing they can do. Well, I mean, it would it would end so much poverty in the third world, would, mm. would using what, a these airships, blimp? yeah, because they yeah. can. It's been the ability to get massive amounts of food, um, tools, yeah, supplies yeah, out yeah. to very arid areas. Yeah, true. And, yeah. and the good thing is, as well, if you look at what's happening in Pakistan at the moment with all the floods, yeah. um, th- some of these special airships can be modified to land on water. Wow. So they could do rescue missions on water, they can supply things, they can drop off boats. Fucking you know. future are these yeah, guys, are oh, I think they are, you know, yeah. they absolutely are. You know, the only issue you do have is the lack of helium at the moment, oh, yeah. which is a bit of a bummer, you know what I mean? <laughs> So the uh, with this is circling the surface, they said this would constitute the last confirmed sighting of the airship with the crew on board. Controllers at Treasure Island lost contact with the crew at eight fifty. So this is sort of like um, a, about an hour from their last sort of radio contact, right? So shortly after nine a.m., uh, L- the L eight dumped ballast, ascended. So that means it dropped off. It used to be with, air, uh, with um, balloons, hot air balloons, and have like bags of sand. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't, these have water tanks on board, ah. so they dump water. Yeah. And then that would allow them to rise. So it dumped ballast, ascended, and headed east, contrary to its intended course towards Point Reyes, which is to the northwest. Mm. It went in the wrong direction. The opposite direction. Yeah. Shit. At 11.15, the L8 reappeared off the coast of Ocean Beach and drifted towards the coastline at low elevation. The airship touched down on the beach where two surf fishermen tried to hold it down by its tie lines. So these are pretty brave guys. They yeah, grabbed the airship, yeah. trying to pull it down, you know. But upon looking inside its control car, the fishermen observed that no crew were inside. As the fishermen were unable to hold the airship down any longer, it rose briefly into the air before running into a hill, causing damage to its starboard propeller and dislodging one of its depth charges. 
<laughs> dangling on above. <laughs> but luckily, it didn't sort of set off didn't the depth yeah, charge. Yeah. But it, what happened? It, it because it's a heavy bomb. Yeah. It made the airship light. Ah. So the airship took off again. So an auto automatic valve inside the L8 was open and began releasing helium gas, which it makes it sort of like start to descend again. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it, it, there's, there's like loads of little sort of automatic triggers in it, which yeah. oh we're out of we're out of sort of uh, uh, control. Yeah. And when it senses it's out of control, it makes it descend like a forced landing. Yeah. So what happened then when the when the helium started uh, venting, it caused the airship to shag, uh, to, to shag, <laughs> <laughs> caused the airship to sag, uh, making it a bit of a V shape. So you can have a little look oh, like yeah. trip there, you know. And so that's when it came down on the street and they managed to re recapture it. Again, empty. So within the investigation, the police immediately descended upon the crash site. While the control car doors were found hanging open and the crash had been so gentle that the crewman would have walked away unharmed, neither Cody nor Adams were found inside. Searches of the coastline from air, land and sea found no traces of the missing pilots and the search was abandoned August the 18th. Authorities initially theorised that Cody and Adams had bailed out of the LA over the ocean, but all three parachutes and a rubber life raft were found on board the control car. Furthermore, the airship's radio and engines were switched on, and no distress transmission had been sent, indicating that a crewman's disappearance had been abrupt. A board of investigation conveyed by the Navy could only determine that the LA had not been shot down, burned, or made contact with the ocean and that Cody and Adams are not engaged in misconduct, and they were declared legally dead in 1943. The official theory was that in order to deploy a smoke marker at the site of the oil slick, which oh, is what yeah. they were going to put down like a flare sort of thing, one crew member had opened the rear hatch. He then slipped and, dangling from the hatch, shouted for assistance. Mm. When the other crew member attempted rescue, they both fell. The sudden loss of weight would have caused the derelict airship to rapidly gain altitude, which was mm. witnessed. Outside of official circles, various scenarios were immediately put forward attempting to explain Cody and Adam's disappearance and the circumstances of the L-8's mysterious flight. This included speculation that the crewmen had either been captured or defected to Japan. Wow. That their disappearance was a result of a desertion scheme gone awry or other more outlandish. Uh, scenarios. Yeah, yeah. So that eventually, what they did with the, this airship, like I said before, it was um, it was fixed up, sorted out, and carried on its missions. Yeah. You know, obviously, people have been a bit funny about it, but you're on to do, on your missions. You just do it. And when at the end of the war, uh, these were all decommissioned, and the Goodyear Blimp Company took them on and used them as advertising blimps. God, that's where it comes so that's where, yeah, that's where it, it's odd though, isn't it? That just a decision just to have two people on that. It's quite a fucking weird one, isn't it? You know, you, you know. well, it's not really because you've got to think of weight. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Again, you see, it's, it's a two-man blimp. It's only a small, as they call it, a car or a gondola. It's yeah. only a small space, and you only need two people to operate it. You know, off you go, whizzing around. Yeah, yeah. The idea that he's opened the door and he's fallen out—that seems a bit clownish. Yeah. You know, but again, accidents do happen. And that guy, that other guy who was whose job it was to drop the flare, he wasn't the pilot. It was the other guy. It was his first first uh, trip. Yeah. So he, he didn't want to fuck up. Yeah. So he was a bit fingers and thumbs. He might have fallen out. I don't think he did. I don't think you, you don't open an airship door and fall out of it, do you? Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one in news a couple of weeks ago. It's like a small fucking plane going back to land, um, 
co-pilot just I think he balls up the landing or something and he's oh, up yeah. in the sky yeah and then suddenly's like oh god I don't, oh, I don't feel well I need some air and he just climbs out of a fucking plane and yeah. plummets <laughs> to his death yeah you think good sickness as well you know like disorientation your first flight but why did other bloke get involved in it unless he was dangling or something yeah it's very fucking odd I, it? I, yeah, there's, there's a lot of theories was that they had a previous history this oh, discussion right. of what, this lovers um, well, <laughs> <laughs> well I think it might have been over a, a woman that they, oh. they these theories about that yeah, that they yeah. sort of say you know they'd have a bit of previous sort of like a friction between the two of them oh. over the you know, like the same last sort of yeah, thing yeah. and that when they're up they kind of got in a bit of a scuffle oh, that's cool, isn't it? but there's no sign of a scuffle on, on the actual thing you uh -huh. know or it might have been the case that one guy had turned around and said like oh we have a quick look out the door <laughs> and then Ruth goes upside down throws <laughs> <laughs> a hard left yeah <laughs> so no they never know so that is the LA airship the ghost blimp God, so the they don't know blimp. yeah the Mary Celeste of the skies you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah man no, that's a good one yeah. deep dive so following on from the idea of like where does helium come from and things oh, like yeah. that, you know, it's um we've got an interesting little science story here that we like. It's not just science though, it's space. Oh, beautiful, very spacey. <laughs> And this is for, by uh, Becky Ferreira for Vice magazine, you know. It's a strong name there, yeah, isn't, it? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, straight out of the traps there. It's just... <laughs> and the headline for this one is, China discovers stunning crystal on the moon wow. and nuclear fusion fuel for limitless energy. Nuclear fusion fuel? Is <laughs> 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 just there stored up on moon? Well, what? let's have a little dive in. Let's wow. see what this is. Crystals? Yeah. So China has discovered a crystal from the moon made of a previously unknown mineral. Wow. While also confirming that the lunar surface contains a, a key ingredient for nuclear fusion. A potential form of effectively limitless power that harnesses the same force that fuels the sun and other stars. <laughs> now, it's a lot of a breakdown for that. Um, we all our nuclear power plants and things like that, they run off nuclear fission. So you yeah. sort of like, you, 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 it's a form fission. of... Fusion. They work off fission. Fission? Fission is breaking atoms. What's right? fusion then? Joining atoms together. All right, I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying it, old monkey? It's just me who's monkey. <laughs> No, so, so that's it. So I mean, all the new, all the nuclear sort of bombs and things like that, right? It's, yeah. br it's breaking an atom. Yeah, that would get that's it. Yeah. yeah. But what the finding is, the amount of energy that it takes, they get to a point now that in these massive, like, like massive steel or iron, like balls, <laughs> <laughs> these huge spheres, they found ways to join atoms together. And what they found oh. is that by joining atoms together, an immense amount of energy is given off a oh, huge wow. amount the only problem is it takes more energy to bond the atoms together uh, than it does is released by out, it. Yeah. but in theory the more efficient we get at doing this yeah um the better the chances we are actually sort of getting to the point where we put x amount of energy in and we get twice as much it's energy fucking out. trippy how do people come up with that <laughs> <shit>? <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it's pretty mad isn't it wow so um 
So what the thing that found the elements? Because I, I, I know the, the latest mission too, where uh, it's the Chang's E five mission, which the sensor. Yeah. That's what they've got on the dark side of the moon. Well, that one found shed that wanted a shed. That's it. it yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he lived. Yeah. It's finally found some decent. <laughs> yeah, right? I've got to say, well. So now what they're doing? They're sifting. They're trying to find these rare chemical, uh, rare elements and things on the moon. With a look to obviously sort of like mining them off, yeah, yeah, you know, because and the reason why they want to find it because they don't occur commonly on Earth, yeah. because quite often things like they've hit the moon before they've got to the Earth are these things, the yeah, meteorites yeah, yeah, and other sweet. things. So that's what, why they're looking on the dark side because yeah. everything's hit that side. Ah, that's nice. And when someone gives you yeah. lemonade, a lemons, make lemonade. <laughs> yeah, you know what fuck you mean. The crystal is part of a batch of lunar samples collected by China's Chang, uh, Chang E5 mission, which landed on the moon in 2020, loaded it with about four pounds of rocks and delivered them to the Earth days later. So it what? collected rocks, took off again, Jesus. came back to Earth. Wow, that's it. Pretty cool, that is that? That is really it? Yeah. fucking cool. So after carefully sifting through the samples, which are the first moon rocks returned to Earth since 1976, oh, since you were born, <laughs> <laughs> scientists at the Beijing Research Institute of Uranium Geology spotted a single crystal particle with a diameter smaller than the width of a human hair. Oh, I thought that big-assed apple-sized crystal <laughs> of human fucking hair. Well, listen, right, the crystal is made of the novel mineral Changasite, named after the Chinese moon goddess, Chang'e, which also inspired China's series of lunar missions. It was confirmed as a new mineral. This is mega rare, wow. really rare. And it was, it was um, confirmed as a new mineral on Fridays by the Commission on New Minerals. According to state media, the new lunar samples also contain helium-3. This is the important yeah. stuff. This is the daddy, yeah, right? Yeah. It's a version of the element helium that has long fascinated scientists and science fiction creators because of its potential as a nuclear fusion fuel source. Wow, so fusion, not fusion. The, the, the hypothetical form of power aims to harness energy released by atoms that merge under tremendous pressures, Crikey. such as those in the interior of stars. Starlight is a ubiquitous product of nuclear fusion, but human-made fusion reactors will still likely take decades to develop, assuming they are feasible at all. Right now, I'm gonna. They said that if these reactors do become a reality, helium three would be a good fuel candidate because it produces less radioactive byproducts of nuclear waste compared to other atoms. So this is wow, the magic atom. This shit. is the god atom sort of thing. This is the one we're looking for. And is that the crystally thing that they found? They found the they found a new crystal. They're not saying what that could be used for. They're yeah, saying they yeah, found, they found a brand new element, element which yeah, is pretty yeah. pretty amazing. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the fact I know that's what they were sort of looking for was helium three on yeah. the moon. Helium three. Sounds so sci-fi. It does, cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Name, yeah. You know Helium three. Yeah. <laughs> Change your name to it. <laughs> I think I'm starting a band. My name is Helium three. <laughs> oh, uh, two. oh, I'm gonna say this wrong. I'm gonna sound like a complete fucking chimp nowadays. <laughs> oh God, I've so many fucking names. Valiant Kings, that fucking young. Tutankhamun. Uh, Thank you. I'm gonna call him Moo. I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna say it. I'm fucking Moo. Tutankhamun. <laughs> 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 anyway, he had a brooch, you know, like round his neck, like you do. Yeah. Uh, and they've found out that's directly linked to an asteroid coming down, hitting Earth, and doing all that chemical shit. Well, what I will cover next yeah. uh, next episode, I've got a story which I've not done for this one. I was going to oh, do it for nice. this one. They yeah. found 
there's, there's like a, it's like it's like a capstone for a pyramid. Oh yeah. Oh, that that, that metal shit that used to glow and all that. No, that, it's, it's, oh. no this is this is that's, <laughs> this is made from that same material you're referring to that you had around his neck. Oh. It's it's this particular capstone. I'll go into it as well. But it's it's if you try chisel it, it shatters. All right. Okay? Yeah. But they've somehow made it into a perfect pyramid shape for the cap, Whoa. right? And the only way that they can work with this weird material, they don't know what material it is. Yeah, it's yeah. so freaky is this stuff. That um, the only way they can phantom manipulate that particular material is laser etch it, and oh. the way this is d being produced, the only way they can find to sort of work it is laser etch it. So what the hell did they do back in the day? What were they doing back in the day? Could you sand it really slowly? I don't know. Possibly uh, hundreds of them. <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of them. <laughs> day and night. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Oh, possibly like, that could be the way they did it, but it's absolutely mad. Well, they found like weird little stuff that looks like machines before in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, yeah. going on? Seems like they're all, aren't yeah. they? Well, it's yeah. like the, the. I think it's called the Baghdad Torch. Is one of the really interesting ones where they realise <laughs> that a sexual position. <laughs> Portuguese breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, because they, they've gone to these tunnels in sort of Iraq. They've gone uh, through all these tunnels, and what the configure of these tunnels was why there were no scorch marks up the walls of the tunnel where la lanterns had been. All right, yeah. I'm thinking, what is it? Why is this? Then they found this weird device, right? And it was, they couldn't work out how it was produced, but then they realised it was, it was a, almost like electric light was produced from it. Wow. By adding either potato starch or lemon juice, that kind of thing, Jesus. into a battery. Made, they made a battery, and it was electric light created by this. Something like that two and a half, three thousand years well, ago. Well, like Babylon type of shit. What do you mean? Well, that were in fucking Iraq, wasn't it? You know what I, mean? um, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, but I don't know where. I don't know where. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, it's fucking in Iraq two, three thousand years ago. Well, yeah, but I don't know what happened in Babylon. I don't think anybody really does. <laughs> I don't know. You know a bit, don't you? We had some gardens. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That's a big tower. Yeah, maybe maybe they did. Maybe they use these torches everywhere. Mm. But these, yeah, that's another thing that's really interesting. Oh, yeah, fascinating. And one that. thing I do want to do for cracking covert sometime is, um, I think they call them upas, out of place objects or upas, oh, or something right. like that. They call them, and it's strange devices which you look at, you think, well, that shouldn't be there, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I want to do a special on that. I think it'd be really good. Yeah, yeah, that have to do good. that. But this helium three that they found, if, if they can, if they can actually sort of say, oh God, the moon's covered in helium three. What we will see in the next few years, very few is years, is China kicking our asses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, have you, one of my favourite movies of all time is Moon. I love oh, Moon. Moon's age. But that's what yeah. they're mining in Moon. Oh, really? Yeah, they're mining Helium 3. God, it's, it's such a fucking beautiful movie. Yeah. And then it just turns and he's yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I would highly recommend to go see Moon. Moon's yeah, an amazing yeah. movie. Um, it is one of my favourites. But there, you would see that mining kind of scenario. You would have mining bases on the Moon. Wow. You'd have huge machinery up there mining. Yeah, and yeah. you'd have regular rocket ships. Coming back and back and forth all the time wow. from the moon to Earth. That's future, dude. That's I mean, what'd be amazing? Is. You think, oh, we shouldn't be doing things like this on the moon, but I'm thinking, hang on, if we can get helium three from the moon, yeah, fuck not the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we are looking at anyway. Yeah, we'll give it a limitless free power. You know what I mean? Clean power. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that would be all like that would solve the whole problem we've got with uh, you know. I think it's the, have you ever seen the Watchmen? That's a. I'll tell you what. Sorry, going to a movie, but that is so 
accurate for us today. And if you can get, you know, like limitless free clean energy, yeah. But why would we have to fight anymore? You know what I mean? It's all about being scared in it. All the wars. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. got enough. It's just suddenly yeah, the whole. Yeah. You know, we can concentrate on something else. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah. I'll do. <laughs> So let's. What, I mean, what, I, what my thing is is the idea that you could sort of sit around on the Earth and just get really big, powerful telescopes and watch all mining operations going oh, on, watching rocket ships taking oh, off. Matt, that's it. Middle of night, all sunsets. Your fucking Saturn three's coming back. Look at the fucking telescope out. You see, oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, I believed a fucking knobhead at work one time. <laughs> <laughs> we were on about moon landing and he were old enough obviously he were you know like about 10 or 12 or something and they were saying fucking hell what would it like you said oh, it's the most amazing thing in the world you know what I mean we're all watching it on TV everybody stayed up for it you know we were all yeah. happening and that this is a, this is halfway through it I went outside and looked up and you could see him moving about on moon <laughs> and I fucking believed him and his face when he knew he got me I was like oh you moving about <laughs> Wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Evan! Hiya, Evan! Hiya, Evan! Took about three years. Live that one down. <laughs> that oh, brilliant! Dirty old bastard used to nip me out. We seem to be rocketing towards the future with all this sort of stuff, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you know like I mean? And so it's like well, one thing. I know you're frightened. You're a bit frightened of AI, aren't you? Yeah, you know I mean? artificial so, intelligence, yeah. that sort of thing. You know, so much stories you've said are fucking terrifying. That fucking weird microwave one and stuff. That yeah, fucking fright. I always keep thinking about that. <laughs> don't like it. Get in me, I will cook you. <laughs> no, fucking, hell, that's we're friends. Well, there's there's an even even worse thing going on. A massive scandal, right, going on. This is a story from. Uh, Anugraha Sundarevalu, right? Aye. For the uh, for the metro. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a, a massive scandal has rocked the chess world. Right? And I know you're a massive chess oh, fan. I like chess. Right? I'm shit at it, but I like it. Right. And what it is, it involves artificial intelligence. Oh, wow, yeah. So no deep blue, and it deep blue that beat Kasparov, right. wasn't well, it? Well, last week, world chess champion Magnus Carlsen withdrew from a major tournament with a $350,000 prize pot after his unexpected defeat by underdog Hans Niemann, right? Yeah. So Norway's Carlsen announced his withdrawal in a cryptic tweet with a video implying that Niemann had cheated. Wow. The tweet was accompanied by a video of Portuguese soccer manager Jose Mourinho, right, commenting on it as well, saying, "I prefer really not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble." So he's well, he he seems to be aware of it. I think he's in a, he's a bit of a chess man himself as well. Ah, right. So I think he's sort of like Inside really the knowledge. So other big names of the sport declared Neiman's play was suspicious, and were raised further when Neiman admitted to cheating twice. Previously, <laughs> so Chess.com issued a statement that it had banned Neiman from its site over his alleged cheating, right? And they think they know how he's done it. The game is being monitored by AI, and it's looking ahead. Obviously, it can move yeah. so fast the thought process, right? And it's it is actually working out how to win the game. 
yeah. But they've got to work out how they're going to get the information to Neiman. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't got an earpiece in. He's nothing ah, he can see. Yeah. Right? They think he has anal beads. <laughs> oh, vibrating anal beads. They think he's got something up his ass. Oh, wow. And the AI is vibrating the chess moves that he needs to play yeah. to win the game. Because all you need to do is like A4 to B3, isn't it? You yeah. know what I mean? And then you well, like I say, the concert, it'll buzz, 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 buzz. Yeah. Buzz, 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 buzz. Come on, you became. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wank before you went on, wouldn't you? He's going on. Like going, oh, 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 oh. I'm, I'm having one. one. <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky bastard! Yeah, but every sort of every few minutes, it's a light up a fag and looking well chill. <laughs> God, that's dirty. Can you imagine? But that? I tell you what, a very simple, clever way to cheat is that you know they're not checking up pool pipes, are they? You no, know what I mean? That's it. So that's what the theory, that's what the theorising theorising that he's God. got sort of anal beads up there, sort of like it is. And he's already admitted cheating twice. Who wants to play him? Yeah, <laughs> not with them fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll move it for you, mate. <laughs> you could take me king. I don't fucking want it. Shitty digits. <laughs> The dignity as well, I mean, because yeah. it's obviously working with a team, isn't it? Yeah. So they're all watching. They're you know, all in a hotel room somewhere, yeah. aren't they? Bzz, bzz, bzz. Uh, imagine it's your job to press button and that. You see him <laughs> smiling and stuff like that. I was like, I'm only on fucking minimum wage. <laughs> That's what only fans. That's why they get out of the love all them buzzy things. Is that what it is? Well, I think so. Those things buzz, don't they? Yeah. They're, they're like you, I don't know. I think you pay nine ninety nine to press the button. Oh no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you had nine ninety nine to spend. Imagine if you went on one of them like that. You know, we're, we're adapting like we don't know what we're on about. <laughs> You've got to. I'm in there with some more ass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the skipper. Cheers, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, nautical themed room and stuff. Let's <laughs> have a lighthouse. Someone rammed up with starfish. <laughs> Buzzy buzz. <laughs> Click them, boys. <laughs> but like I say, that's why he's winning. I mean, obviously, 350,000 quid's a lot of brass yeah, to be so yeah. like going for, you know. He's still a dirty cheat, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the the next thing you've got to think about is how they're going to check chestnut masters now. Oh, no, full strip down. Finger up ass, yeah, everything. touch your toes. <laughs> Jesus. And these are old guys, aren't they? And all uh, of them. So if it's, I'm really bad with cheating. If I can cheat, I cheat. <laughs> right, dirty bastard when it comes to stuff like that. I'm terrible. I don't know what it is in me. There's a little thing inside me. <laughs> cheating with cheat I was playing uh, Battleship two Christmases ago with fucking uh, Robot Pete and I managed to cheat on that. He went fucking furious. Oh my God. <laughs> I had a spy on the side looking at his wedding battleship on him, <laughs> feeding me information. Oh my I'm God. terrible, I don't know what's up with me. What a confession to you. I know, <laughs> it's a bit bad, isn't it? If I can, I will do. Monopoly, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> so where do you still lose? really interesting little stories it's because I've got a little bit of a connection to it it's sort of similar to the incident that happened with me oh 
Right. It's nothing to do with sort of dildos and boxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fucking incident. There's a lot going through my brain then. And this is from um, Rasheen Cullen for Dublin Live. Nice. Right. And this story is a woman's terrifying ordeal after hearing fairy voices while stuck in the woods. Oh, shit. Yeah. And it reads, A Meath woman was terrified when an ordinary walk in a nearby woods took a chilling turn. She took to Twitter to try and explain her supernatural ordeal after walking through two trees. So she went between two trees, yeah. right? The woman then became completely lost. Oh, God without being able to find her way back onto the path. So she said, I just had to get my steps up for a challenge that we were doing at work, and I decided to go for a walk somewhere nice instead of just doing laps of my estate. It was a nice day, so I thought I'd go into, for a walk in the woods. What was the worst that could happen? It was going fine, then the path leads through two identical trees. Wow, like Twin Peaks. I stepped through and put my hands on both trees. People are saying now that this was a mistake, one was really warm, and the other was really wet and cold. I walked on, and then I think I took a left. Now, the main path kind of branched off to the left, and it just went nowhere. It went into a really overgrown forest, really high weeds and plants. And I knew it wasn't the path. There were lots of people around, which I found really weird about this. It's a really popular spot, so I walked back, and I thought this wasn't the main path, and I should have taken the other way. I took the other way and then similarly went nowhere. I went back to the fork to start over and I went back and I think I tried to go back the way I came. That also led nowhere. I walked back up to the main path again but it didn't look familiar. It was quite overcast at this point as well. And I pulled up Google Maps and I didn't have a signal on my phone at all. Which, was, which is not unusual for that area. So I decided to keep trying paths. There were only three, so that I thought I'd eventually get somewhere. I kept walking down a path towards a really overgrown area again, and at that point, I heard a really light woman's voice. I don't know how to describe it, but it was really high. She was shouting, Over here! Over here! I thought she was probably calling to her kids or something. And then she laughed. And it was just when she laughed, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I've got a very professional job. I'm not crazy. I'm quite logical. But then the call came from the other side of me, and I knew something wasn't right. Now, my first instinct was to run. Now, that's what I did when I had that yeah. hassle in the woods, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I thought, oh, my God, I'm off. But she says, I didn't even know where to run because of all oh, the paths, God. you know. I just remember, to, remember, if you turn your clothes inside out, it's supposed to help. Now, this is Ireland, so oh, obviously yeah, the, so yeah. the sort of fairy myths and fairy traditions are a yeah. lot more deep and a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah. And that apparently is like a thing which is sort of almost like you turn them inside out sort of yeah. thing, you know. Fucking hell, I went to strip off him, wasn't yeah. So I just tried that. I felt like I was just mental, but I had to do something. So I turned my T-shirt inside out and put it back on. I was hoping nobody was looking at me because it was a really weird thing to do in the middle of a forest. <laughs> now I turned around and walked back and almost immediately came to the two trees again. Oh, wow. When I turned around and came back, I came to them quicker than when I'd been walking in the opposite direction. So she literally just turned around and were there. Oh, God. I didn't even think. I just wanted to get through. Then I could hear the birds again and people and stuff. I just didn't know what happened. So what she hasn't put there, which she forgot to put, is it went silent. 
Uh, it was silent and strange. Yeah. There was no better sound of people or anything like that. And I think all the people eventually just totally disappeared. When I look, when I got back to the car, I looked at my steps. The last time I checked my step counts, I had done eight thousand steps or something like that. Somehow, I had put in an extra ten thousand <gasps> steps. Jesus! I didn't come from a family that would believe in this sort of stuff, but certain things just stick in your head, and that's why I remember turning my clothes inside out. And the woman admitted she was terrified when she heard the voice and didn't think the laughter was friendly. Oh. She said, I was scared when she laughed. When she laughed, I don't think I have words in the English language for it. God. I had never heard something, someone laugh like that. I knew something was really wrong. And I got this really bad feeling that things were not going to end well for me if I didn't do something. A lot of people said that it was a, a stray sod. I always just thought they were just nice stories. So I think a stray sod's a bit of a sort of like a tall, like a tall yeah, tale, yeah, yeah. a bit of a strange, you know, one of those sort of things. I love that collectively as a nation we often acknowledge it is a thing, you know, the fairy, yeah, the fairy, yeah. fairy world and stuff. I don't know where all the extra steps of my Fitbit came from though, and I was surprised by the amount of people that it happened to. We may not believe, but we still don't want to run the risk. I think I just got unlucky. I've been, been in those woods before, and people were saying that the two trees on the path were a portal. I've no massive opinion, but something really weird happened. We do so many things on a daily basis instinctively. There are open fields, but every so often there will be a ring of trees in the middle of a field and they will plough around them. Even with our modern farming equipment, they still plough around those trees. Mm, the doing island I've heard. And those are, as we well know, fairy rings. You yeah. know, there's areas in Ireland and Iceland and the Scandinavian countries and stuff, they avoid where the fairy folk go. So what do you think of that? So it's going to be a fucking long rambling one, is this one? I know, I know. Well, I was stuck for somewhere to go with kids about a month ago, uh, and you know, there's uh, those woods over there, bluebells. Yeah. And then the highest point on that ridge up there is near Rawdon. There's yeah, another belly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been there? Yeah. Fucking hell, I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've always looked out the window and thought, oh, I should go up there. And I remember when I was younger, I had a dream, a really vivid dream about going up there in cubs and we were flying kites up there. Really fucking yeah, vivid dream. It's, it's we never a proper done kite it. place, yeah. Exactly, but it, it, we'd never done it. It was just a dream I had as yeah. a kid. Oh, I don't think so, you know what I'm like. Um, but went up there with kids and we walked up past all these bloody cows and stuff and we were quite scary and we got up top of the hill and there's one of them rocks where you can look around yeah, and trick like, point yeah yeah like yeah. Oh, I'm glad you're here <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a lot of help you are kid <laughs> anyway we got there and we're like oh woods are there let's go into woods and just before it, there was like this big dip in you, know, like a big yeah, hole, you yeah. know what I mean? And there must have been like a quarry yeah, there. Yeah, there was, was a quarry, an yeah. ancient quarry there. Exactly. Yeah. I thought, well, fucking hell. And we had a bit of a rummage around with kids and that. And then we went into woods. And then straight away when we went into woods, there were a really big fucking quarry, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all trees are all twisted and all fucking wrong, you know? It's like Salem's Lot. You know, you get like straight, nice trees, yeah. like you know, in Bluebell Woods. You know, you go into that. We're all gnarly and fucking wrong, all of it. Even kids were like saying, Daddy, it's like an horror movie in here. I'm like, God, it is in here with that big, kind of cravish, kind of cracking ground, all twisted trees and all this shit. I was like, let's have a little wander around. So we wandered around and we were just walking straight ahead. And I'm pretty good with stuff like that. I'm not, yeah. you know, as thick as them with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> and we were walking straight ahead. And then we found another one, you know what I mean? Like yeah. big, and then I was like, wait a minute, it's the same one. We've just walked straight forward and we have, we've done a, a fucking yeah. massive circle, you know what I mean? And it were really 
God, how disorientating. It does. Those words are particularly disorientating. Oh, man, the word, what, what those words were, were, they were an ancient quarry, hundred, well, possibly even thousands of years old as a quarry. Wow. They have found a bronze axe head up there, up, up in those areas. And also what was up there at one point, you'll find there's a, like a couple of massive concrete slabs yeah. up there. And that was an anti-aircraft emplacement during World wow, War II. Wow, it's high enough, isn't it? Yeah. There was loads of actually buildings in that, on that, Top peak there as well, billet in uh, barracks for, for troops were up there, wow. but they've all been dismantled, so you'll find bricks and all sorts oh. of kicking about. But I've been investigating those woods, and um, because they're saying those woods and other woods, there's no carved stone circles or stone rings or anything like right, that. Yeah. But I think they've been quarried away yeah, all over the years, have all been quarried bet, away. Yeah. But these absolutely sort of like uh, 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 it, people are insisting there is no sto marked stones in those areas. Yeah. So, but I've been having a massive nosy around the area, so I'll try. I'll, oh, I'll okay, love that you've been up there too. I thought yeah. <laughs> you've been investigating them. Yeah. Knew so that's one of the stones I've I've found on Have there. Have you got that right? Fast like that. Right. Oh yeah. Now there's another stone. So what do you think of that stone? And see the mark, same marking on it. Oh yeah. That one is at um, Hunger Hills Woods. Oh. The other one is at Billing. Jesus. And they're, they're all, and what the thing is with those, they're all in line of sight yeah. from um, the Chevin. You can see both peaks from the wow, Chevin. Yeah. Now, whether you're the Chevin in, in Otley Chevin around us, that is covered in stone circles, markings, yeah, yeah. indications of sort of like activity four or five thousand years ago. I've got to say, well, like I'm partying at full moons and all that, they'll be all having fires right high up. Yeah, that's, that's what like, I think a lot of it. That's how they've got alignments yeah. with fires. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I got because we were determined to get to the other side of these woods, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm keeping a really sh trying to keep a straight angle on them. We, we kind of got it because they're only a small woods, but we got to the other side and we're like, fucking hell, thank God for that. Because we even put like a stack of stones on those to see if it were different woods oh, and right, stuff yeah. like that, you know what I mean? We got to the other side and we're like, wow, we're here, we've got the other side at view. Then uh, Little and says, look, look at that tree, Dad, and look behind us. Is this tree covered in baubles and fucking ribbons oh, yeah, and all that yeah, it's shit. weird. I know that tree, yeah. What's, what's with all that? I don't know. There's, what you'll also find if you look really carefully in those woods, there's loads of little doors have been sort of oh. people have been putting you know those little kids have been yeah, putting little yeah. fairy doors in the bottom of trees Jesus. and stuff there's, all, there's loads of that funny you around really around. feel it as soon as you go into the woods some, maybe other people are just like oh these are magic woods or something and they made it more magical yeah. well I, I'm the same I'm, I'm convinced it was an area of high sort of activity during sort of like the Neolithic yeah, so yeah. sort of like during the sort of four, sort of four or five thousand years ago there was a high activity there there was a high activity on the woods near near us up at Hunger Hills yeah. and all around there there's loads of activity going on so there is there is a strange feeling and quite eerie what do you call it the billing uh, rod and billing what does called. billing mean I don't know really yeah. Hunger sure. Hills the billing well Hunger Hills is because it, it was a, a, um, a breakdown of the Hanger Hill oh. so it means it's overhanging the town below Oh, so you didn't know about the miners? No. Little and went to Hamley Mills and they t said the same story, you know, about Hunger Hills. And, uh, you know, Little and said, oh, I know that story. And she finished the story off at class yeah. and that. So they're spouting shite at Hamley Mills. So well, what a lot of people think is for this local area, and there were there's these things called bell pits. And the, it was the ancient way of uh, mining for, like, coal and rock and stuff like this, which was basically you just dig a tunnel straight yeah. down. Yeah. And then you just dig in a circle around yourself. All right. So that's basically what you'd be doing, and then you'd be hauling straight up. And what that'd create then is almost like a, a like a well, a bell shape below yeah. you, because you'd be just digging out and out and out. Problem with bell pits is they were incredibly insecure, God. and that's what what happened there. They've got the names of them as well. They're in the in the records, and there's two people who died. Oh, so it is true. It is true. Yeah, yeah. two people died, and what happened was one of these bell pits collapsed. 
and the, they couldn't get them out. They're trying to dig them out. Yeah. But what they were saying they were trying to do was they were dropping beans down yeah. to try and feed That's them. I was imagining a nose pipe and the yeah. fucking eyes baked beans. <laughs> you know, the kid with the story. That's what I was imagining. But well, so I mean, it's. I think I, I think we know which one it is as well. But I think and so all across this particular hillside up near us, there's these weird mounds and they yeah. were caved in bell pits. Wow. They were all bell pits or spoil from bell pits. Okay, you know, but what happened then is when they stopped that kind of mining because it was too dangerous and, it, and the whole landscape was absolutely destroyed. Yeah. Uh, it was the 11th Earl of Stanhope who oh, was the I, owner of the area. I've been drinking in that pub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he converted the, he, he landscaped the area for public use. Ah. And that main path that goes through the woods with the big beech trees, that yeah. was his beach walkway. He used to drive his carriage through those. Yeah. yeah. So he looked like Mordor and he was like, well, I thought that I'll plant the load of trees. Exactly, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well done to him. Yeah, that's so. fascinating. Going back to pipe, though, was it a pipe that they fucking dropped down and they were feeding him beans? No, there is no, no. <laughs> no, I, was, I, just, I always thought one of them like slipping hot dog down there. <laughs> <laughs> Spice it up a bit. Why are it beans? <laughs> no, they were literally dried beans. Oh, that, yeah. that, that, because we're chucking them down or trying to get them down so they'd sort of rattle through the cracks. Oh, right. That's what you want. What? Yeah, fucking hot dog wouldn't do well. <laughs> That'll get stuck I think you're a bit pre hot dog as well, wasn't it? It's about 1760, this. Well, they must have had sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they chucked a sausage down there for them as well. <laughs> But loads of fossilized sausages in there. What are these, Dad? Well, I've got a story about that, Billy. But no, it's, it's not a hunger hill because of the hunger of the miners. Oh. It's Hanger Hill. That's Hanger what, Hill? That's, yeah. still, that's pretty grim as well, though, isn't it? Yeah. Hanger Hill. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's going to be along, isn't it? I'm weary for the springtime When we take the road once more For the planting and the purling and the berry fields of blur We'll meet up with our kinfolk From all the world around When the gang of bird folk Take the road And yellow's on the broom When yellow's on the broom When yellow's on the broom And I'll get you on the road again When yellow's on the broom well, our kids. Oh, for crying out loud! <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is that time already. <laughs> and one thing I just want to say as well is um, to all the Crack and Curve listeners: if you've got any weird stories or news or anything like that, you know, please do get in touch with us uh, at crackandcurvepod at gmail dot com, and we are uh, uh, Crack and Curve Pod on. Um, uh, Twitter, I believe it is, we're called yeah, that. Yeah, and also, I think we just call Crack and Cove or Crack and Cove Pod on Instagram too. Yeah. So, you know, you'll find us anyway. Pop Crack and really Cove music. You'll find yeah. us. You'll find us. And if you've got anything to tell us or a little bit of feedback or anything like that, please, you know, get in touch. And also, I know we, we sort of say it and a lot of other podcasts say it, but we do need your help. So if there's any way you can actually just get on there, pop a review on for us on one of the yeah, main, yeah. main ones. Tell a friend. Yeah, tell a mate. Take the phone off them. Yeah. Get going on a podcast and follow us on a friend's phone and make them do it too. Yeah, that's it. Just because the thing is, this is what's what's difficult. We're still bumping along the bottom of it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know but, we, uh, but we're getting there. You know, yeah, the numbers, yeah. are, numbers are picking up and it's really nice. It's lovely to be back, isn't it? That's it is really nice, nice to be back. Nice to be podcasting. Yeah. So we're on to the last story. Yes. So yeah, and so do get in touch. You've got anything interesting? We've got the last story, and I love this one. Ooh. This is amazing, right? <laughs> is that there's recently been like a well, people always towns always want to be a city, 
Oh, they're, they're always that's what towns want to be towns yeah. want to you know oh, everyone's running the towns town council everything like they want to be a city and there's constant competitions to sort of like oh, oh, they're almost begging the authorities all the time yeah. look come on please make us a city make us a city because <laughs> I think they get extra funding I think yeah, they get extra sort of yeah. allowances it's, it just yeah. elevates better the status better be Maine and all that sort of that's shit it better yeah. be easy <laughs> and Gibraltar's trying for years to be a city right what the whole of Gibraltar? Uh, well, the city of or the town of Gibraltar right, yes. on the rock of Gibraltar, sort yes. of thing. You know, it's, it's been desperate to be the main town there. Yeah, is that it's been desperate to become a city. You know, yeah. it's always wanted it. You know what I mean? They've been, but they said that during the um, during the platinum jubilee year, mm. right? They were trying again. They're pushing it forward. Look, can we please become a city? You know. And they were granted it. Oh. They were finally granted it, right? And there was um, a jubilee. The jubilee competition saw thirty-nine places applied to become a city, and then eight of them, including Doncaster, Bangor, and Dunfermline. Bloody Doncaster! Oh. There again. <laughs> They ultimately granted status. Now, a lot of the city status it used to be was often, often associated with having a, cath a cathedral, a university, or a large population. That was the thing that would yeah, make you tick uh, the boxes. Yeah. And so they finally got it done. They got it. So you were going to be a city, right? Yeah. They went to go sort of check the records, and they said, "You're already a city." <laughs> <laughs> you dopey fuckers! And it, it turns out it had already happened, right? Queen Victoria had already made them a city in 1842. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're missing the ball. So these. <laughs> Fucking idiots! I was just seeing faces. Yeah. They've been trying so hard to become a city, and it was just like, and you think you finally got like, yes, back of the net. You know that bit where it's like merely one man or woman or someone's like led that, and yeah, and they've got there, and he's thinking, I've got a legacy now. I've got a fucking yeah, legacy. Done it. Yeah, you got a legacy as a dickhead. Yeah, phone so, goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check your record, you spaz. <laughs> Been one over a hundred years. Hundred and forty-two years. Oh man! Oh, no, 180, 180, 180 years. Hundred eighty. Hundred eighty years. They didn't know it. Did they forget it or something? What happened there? Yeah, I think so. I think it just sort of one of those things that I think it probably was. wasn't such a big deal at the time for them. There probably yeah. had other things going on, other yeah. fish to fry, yeah. and they got on with their life and what they were doing, and they just forgot. Think how long we've had Gibraltar? Then that must be a fucking. We have had Gibraltar. It was a uh, 1713 was when wow. we acquired Gibraltar. It acquired. was acquired. Um, <laughs> well, yes, we did because it was ceded to Britain under a peace treaty signed following the War of the Spanish Succession. Wow. So uh, I think because the battle. Prezi then we got a Prezi. No, because we were at war with Spain, oh, really? so it wasn't a present from them. Like, and here you go. Oh. It was, uh, I think, because it's such the, the reason Gibraltar is so important is because it's a um, strategically placed yeah, so close to Spain. Yeah. That because we use that as a sort of pivot place to sort of attack Spain from, and that yeah. it's immensely dangerous that we have that in mm. the eyes of Spain. Yeah. But I think it was part of the peace treaty to sort of say, like, look, we fought and fought and fought and fought and fought to a standstill. Here's what. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they basically lost. Yeah, yeah. So we part of the deal at the sort of end of that war was saying, right, here we go, we'll stop attacking, we'll stop fighting, we're keeping that. Yeah. You're just gonna have to sign it off over to us. And so they eventually said, Oh shit, alright, fair enough, yes. And that's why it's remained in our, our control. I mean it's, it's a big bone of con contention is uh, uh, Gibraltar. The, the people people on Gibraltar always wanted to go back and join Spain. Spain oh, wanted yeah. it back. Wow. Um, it's one of those things, but um, we're, we're, we're never gonna come we don't know tactical in it. Yeah, like that's it. Falklands or something. It? Well, that's it. I mean, well, Falklands isn't actually tactically of any use. Really? During before the Falkland Wars, we were all ready to give it back. 
right. It was it was just a, a, a literally a beat up little sheep station in yeah. the middle of the, you know the Atlantic. It was more of a pain in the ass than anything it maintained. Oh, the right. people on the rock, the farmers, didn't want to become. Argentinians, yeah, you know, yeah. or the Maldivians, as it would be called, because they were the Maldivas of the islands, they call it. But they had already sort of said, it, it, you know, they were, we were ready to give it back, you know. Yeah. But then when they invaded it, I think, I can't remember who the people were invaded, because it wasn't actually military forces who landed first. I think it was... scrap metal man. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that, wasn't it? And yeah. they sort of land, landed, these salvages or something, but I think they had military backup. Yeah. And that's when there was a small military outpost on there, but the, when they eventually sort of they were seen off these scrappers, the, the more of the military, Argentinian military got involved. And I think it was something like about 50 troops held off half an army for like sort of like about yeah. 20 odd days or something, yeah. Mendel. And that's when it all like, kicked off. Yeah. And the main reason the, Arge the, the Falklands was started was because. Uh, Really, I don't think Thatcher would have got another term in office. Yeah, and everybody likes a good war, mm. and that's what it was. Yeah, it? yeah. So, so that war came from that, you know. Um, I mean, I don't know with things like Gibraltar now. I mean, it could be the case that people in Gibraltar don't want King Charles III. They might want to mm. say, Do you know, what? we'd rather be Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going to go on in the next few years. Of people sort of like looking for. I mean, the, the main one um, I think I predict is we're going to lose Australia. Wow. As, a, as, a yeah. sort of like, as a territory, yeah. They've yeah. already said the the government said you know that we'd always always relook at the things when when ah, the Queen dies. So you're going to see countries Commonwealth like, destroyed, yeah. ripped apart. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You know. Well, the Commonwealth a lot of the time for large large countries, it's not really much use to them. Yeah. There's not much money comes their way. No, Commonwealth is not a shared wealth as such. Yeah. One of the best places for Commonwealths is the little island nations like it. Because yeah. they do get funding, grants, health yeah, assistance and stuff like they get something coming out. Yeah. And, and those little parts that they get make some difference. Yeah. But for the big countries, it's just a drop in the ocean and you just have to have the yeah. Queen on the money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Or oh, the King on the money is the guy. So watch this space, see if Australia decides to go its own way. Yeah. yeah. So what, we are going to go our own way now, yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm going to go mine, you're going to go yours. Yeah, well, well we're just going to sit on the couch, aren't we? Yeah. more fish fingers, basically. <laughs> 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 Which sounds all right to me. It does, yeah. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in, guys. And it's going to be a big bye-bye from Matt. It's a bigger bye-bye from Benny. See Take care, guys. See there are three ways you may contact Kraken Cove. Either by email at crackandcoldpodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at crackandcove or Instagram at crackandcovepod ha ha